podcasting from inside the stash. I'm Jenny. I'm Nicole. And this is Stash and Burn. Jenny? I'm good. Where's we, your knitting? Oh, I'm kind of between projects mm-hmm. at this moment, and I have not not been inspired to, like, really start something. I'm kind of looking for a perfect project. So, um, so that means you finished your tiny oak leaves? I did. All right. I finally finished that, and I also finished that Lulu long vest. Um, oh, that from uh, from Mama with Love. It's right there. It's right here. Um, oh, I made it out of dragonfly fibers and this her starry, starry night. night. It's gorgeous. So what's interesting is I would think, you know, I'm always hesitant about variegated yarns for garments, uh-huh. and this is a great use of it. Great illustration. And I had been thinking that, you know, I've said this before, that the firecracker colorway would be a great garment Mm -hmm. um, colorway. Mm -hmm. It's gorgeous. Um, You know, it really didn't pool in any obvious way. Not at all. It kind of made a nice... Semi-striping pattern. Yeah. Yeah, because the width changes at the top, so you would think that would give an opportunity to pool, and it really doesn't. There's a tiny, like, I wouldn't even call that pooling. Yeah. It's just the stripes get a little bit thicker at the top. Looks great. But. So you finished that. So happy. Um, yes, I finally finished these two projects. <laughs> what about I Heart Rainbows? Oh, that one is still missing a sleeve. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got another year or two. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I am. Um, I really have only, since we last recorded, finished um, finished the fingerless gloves that I was working on. I had actually had been one pair, the striped pair, were missing the thumbs. Mm-hmm. And so I went in and did that just because it's so tiny, right? You're like knitting. It's only a few rows, but 12 stitches is such a pain. Right. Um, so I finished those. And then for the second pair, I just knit. So it was a, I used a Mad Tosh. DK in the Duchess colorway, mm-hmm. which I had previously knit into a pair of uh, mock cable uh, mitts. It's a pattern from uh, 60 Quick Knits, the Cascade book, mm-hmm. the, I think the first one. And uh, I just did it again. I was like, I, I love that colorway. <laughs> and I love that pattern. It's uh-huh. really easy, but looks really nice. Mm-hmm. And all it is is shifting yarn overs and, and knit two to, uh, you know. And decreases, so I just did it, and it looked great and easy to finish. Um, so that's, I think, all that I've really finished. Maybe I hadn't finished the dovetail cowl, and that is now done. So yeah, then I just, I've, I've since moved on, and it's not very exciting since I had said on the last episode that I was going to start the dogwood blanket, that that's what I started. And I've knit two of the four squares. And you're making that out of Dreaming Color Dreaming Color Classy, classy in whatever they're like darker turquoisey blue is right i can't i don't know what the colorway is called 
Lagoon? Possibly. And it looks like a different color in the picture I have on Ravelry. It actually looks like the color that the sample is knit in, which is a lighter blue. Mm-hmm. But it's just that was, a, I think, a nighttime photo with some filters and it made it look like that. And I couldn't get the real color. So I was like, forget it. Someday I'll get a color accurate photo. Right. So that's sort of what I've been knitting. Um, it is. Uh, so on the last episode, I said that there were no rest rows. I was wrong. There are rest rows. Um, but the pattern is, it's, it can get a little tricky. I think I finally got it on the second square. I was, I, I got into a rhythm and thought, okay, I can, I can get this going. So of course, since then, I think I finished that second square a few days ago and I haven't cast on the third square yet. So I got to snap too because that baby is it's going to be here soon enough. <laughs> um and then okay so so how many skeins are you projected to use uh three and they said it's like a nail biter but each um each square so far both the, the squares i've knit weigh about 80 grams i have three skeins which is 339 grams so that should be, yeah, I guess that is a nail biter. That would be 32. That would be 320 grams. Right. And I have three. So, I mean, you know, I think it will use all the yarn that I have. Right. But, and I do actually, I'm going to probably, well, I hope not. I don't know. We'll see. I had swatched this yarn a couple different ways. So I have yarn kind of in swatches. So right. I have backup yarn. But I think I can, I think it's going to be fine. Hope one um, one Ravel reuser had um, done something that I thought was really clever, which was she bound off two sides and left two sides open, and then did a three needle bind off to join the squares. And I tried it with the two squares that I have, and I actually didn't like the look of it. It kind of creates a little divot, ridge. Yeah, yeah, the ridge underneath and the divot, and then as far as the line on the bound off edges became really uneven. There like was a big, for me, a big like, like a divot mm-hmm. in the side that I could have repaired by sewing it. But right. I thought, why not just stitch it? Right. It doesn't take very long to mattress stitch or And is there any border on that blanket? Or no. is it just the squares just the that squares. you sew together? Just That's the squares that you sew awesome. together. <laughs> so once the squares are all made, it's, you know, an hour of seaming and then block it. Um, the pattern does recommend that you block the first square to make sure that your bind off is okay, but I stretched my bind off and it feels fine. And I just did a regular, um, I, I have a fairly loose bind off, so just did a regular bind off with the same size needle, which is size eight, mm-hmm. and, um, and to, you know, held it a little loose, looser than normal. So there's that. And then right now I am unenthusiastically swatching the Quinson Company, I can't remember now. Is what's this Sparrow? Yarn? No, it is their... Um, chickadee? Is Chickadee their sport weight yarn? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> now, it's been a year since I purchased this yarn, and um, this is I know it's Frank's Plum, and um, this is from my Audrey and Unst, but I have to say I'm, I'm swatching it rather unenthusiastically at this point. Because uh, I, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like um, that this isn't the right match at this point. Yeah, yes, I think it's chickadee. chickadee. 
I don't know. It's pretty. It is pretty. It's really pretty. But let me tell you, so I'm, I've gotten this far into the swatch, and then I was thinking... It's a big swatch. Yeah, you should see the original swatch where I didn't know what uh, needle size I used. It's huge. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, hey, and I, this is the tip I took. I, uh-huh. I can't remember who suggested uh, this. Nodding the, the I nodded tail. the tail with three um, knots, so I know that I swatched this on threes. But um, I'm thinking about holding this together with my Miss Babs yet. Uh-huh. So what do you think? So that is... a Technically, it's a lace weight yarn. It is a thicker lace weight yarn. It's almost like a light fingering. Uh-huh. So, what do you think a light fingering and a sport together would create? A worsted? An Aaron. An Aaron? Yeah. So, I was thinking about seeing if I could do a loose, you know, have it at a looser weight and do a El Grande Favorito. Yeah. With those two held together. And I think it would be soft and warm and a great color. And not itchy, like I think the one that I thought with Tits LeBlanc might be. What's Yet? Yet is uh, Silk and Merino. Uh-huh. Um, that would be so nice. That's, that's one idea. I'm still finishing this swatch just to finish it. And then... So and, if you don't make Audrey and Unst out of this... What one? I mean, Audrey and Unst is still in your future, right? Yeah, I think... So now I think Audrey and Unst needs to be red. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been trying for years to get the right red for a red sweater. Like, do you want it to be, like, garnet red or, like, candy apple red? Mm, I want it to be a true Like cherry? Red. Yeah, like a cherry red, like a true red. Kind of like the red that my uh, Lush sweater was in. Uh-huh. So. Okay, what do you think of this red? I have a good okay. red. <laughs> Just not too orange. Um, And not too... Not too blue. I don't know what, what that is. This one's a little blue. This is fiber spades. Oh, that's beautiful. So this is, that's a sport. I think this is like a, this to me would, I would call this like claret or garnet. Mm-hmm. What about? Almost goes to, it, it does go a little blue. What about getting some vitals yeah. made to order? Possibly. Possibly. I think I have. So here was what tripped me up. So uh-huh. um, Andy Satterland of Untangling Knots and um, a sewing blogger, Lady Bird, I think her name is Amanda, um, are ha- hosting an outfit along. Right. Right. So I was thinking I'm making this jumpsuit. jumpsuit and I was like, oh, I need a sweater go- to go with that jumpsuit. Then I realized, oh, I could probably wear the atelier that I made with that. It's blue silk. Um, it's I just need a tiny layer. So then I was thinking, I don't know what uh, I I've just been all over the place, right? And I noticed a couple weeks ago that Article Prac that Silky Wool was one of their sale yarns for the month. So I went and I was in there the other day and they had huh, another purple. And that's a really nice purple. They're that, very close. They're close, but. But they are in the same, like the darkest in this silky wool is similar to the dark purple of the Quinson Company, but it is much brighter. Mm -hmm. I actually would say this is Radiant Orchid, the Pantone color of the year. (laughs) Very similar, maybe a darker version of Radiant Orchid. So um, I could join the Yarniacs uh, Pantone Colors of Fall knit along. And um, 
for this yarn, I was thinking a few different things. First of all, it was such a good deal. It ended up being eight. How much did you eight dollars? I bought four skeins, which is about seven fifty. Uh-huh. Which seems light, but the kinds of sweaters I was talking to Christina, the owner of Article Pract, the kinds of sweaters that I knit, I find that I knit in seven to eight hundred yards of yarn. Like the last few sweaters, the Aislinn cardigan is under eight hundred and then the um the Meyer cardigan that I knit earlier this year was less than eight hundred. So is that the one you used with the orange bodice? Yes, with the orange bodice. I haven't seen that on yet. Yeah, that's because it's not fully finished. Okay. <laughs> I bought ribbon to um sew into the uh, button band. Right. And I don't have actually have buttons okay. for it. So um, uh, but I did. I do look at it frequently. It's, it's on top of some stuff in my disaster of a sewing room right now. Um, so I'm thinking for this summer, this outfit along mm-hmm. about even though this wouldn't go with my jumpsuit, this would. I'm sure I could find a dress to make to go with this yarn and this. Um, uh, I was looking at a few possibilities um, from actually from Bon Marie Burns. She has she does a great job at knitting at. Um, having sweaters in DK weight. Like, I feel like nobody has really captured that market. Um, I really love a lot of Andy's, Andy Satterland's patterns, but they're all knit at kind of a bigger gauge, like mm-hmm. 17 stitches over four or 18 stitches over four. And I tend to kind of err on that 22 stitches over four. So the three considerations, and I think I have a decision, but the three that I was looking at, one is CC. One is Cine, and the other one is Abria. So CC is um, oh, a, a lace weight. I like open CC. Front, yeah. A lace, I'm sorry, a lace pattern, open front cardigan. V-neck. V-neck, very cute. Cropped. Really really wearable. I think a little bit what turns me off is the color of the yarn that the sample is knit in. Right. So it's hard for me to completely see that, but I've looked at a lot of, of examples of it. Uh, Cine is really cute. It's knit side to side mm-hmm. at the top, so you could do it side to side and have it be very cropped, or it has the option that you pick up and then knit pattern down. Right. I I really like well, it. I like I like I like it as a longer sweater, but it's very and cute cropped. It's too. very cute cropped, and you actually have the option, right? You can pick up and knit it as long as you want, right? Um, so I like that one as well. So you're after a short sleeve sweater. Well, not necessarily. I mean, because CC's three quarter lengths, and then the last one, Abria, is what I think I might end up knitting. It kind of has the atelier sleeve. Yeah, it's a it's a contiguous. Mm-hmm. It um, has a tiny bit of lace pattern in the front, but other than that, it's plain stockinette. So it would be in kind of a simple as far as thinking knit. Um. And it's very cute. It's cropped. I, although since it's top down, I could sort of knit it to whatever length I want, mm-hmm. wanted it or needed it to be. Although now when I look at uh, Cine again, it's really hard for me to kind of decide between the two. The Cine would be a lot more. I think this would be more fun to knit. It would be more fun to knit. I think it would be really wearable. And I actually then think if I knit, like one of my things now, of course, because now I have two purple yarns, right? Or actually, effectively, I have three purple yarns for sweaters in my... Purple is the new yellow. Purple is the new yellow. <laughs> I think there's a TV show called that. Um, uh, so I could justify having two purple sweaters if one was like a long sleeve pullover and the other one was a short sleeve cardigan, right? Go over dresses. Yeah. Right. Something that... And I could wear this all day long, the Cine. Right. 
Um, Abria would be more like, oh, it's just really hard to decide. But then, okay, so if I was going to knit and sew an outfit to go or sew a dress to go with a dre- uh, sweater like Cine, uh-huh. what what would you picture? With a maybe not the maybe in somewhere in between. So the crop version is kind of at the high waist under bust area. The long version is over your hips. I would knit something that was probably if I didn't knit a longer version, it would probably be about four inches shorter than what she where she has it. I would probably have it at my um, high hip. Yeah, I like the back. I didn't realize that yeah, the, so the pattern is vertical. Yeah. You, you knit a panel for the back and then knit the sides out. Oh, very clever. Because from the front, it just looks like it's side to side. Right. Yeah, this definitely would be more interesting to knit. Although it depends on what you're in the mood for. This would go really fast, I think. This would go really quickly. And it's really wearable. This, the the Abria. Abria. Yeah, right. So yeah, I'm 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 on the fence between those two. They're both pretty good. So yeah, what what is the the dress that goes underneath, or it doesn't even have to be a dress? It doesn't have to be a dress. I do have this interesting fabric that I bought as a remnant, and, and I have a lot of it of yardage. Um, did I say dress fabric? Uh, fa- I have three yards of this fabric that is um, like a grid pa- pa- pattern mm-hmm. that's white. Uh, but the uh, grid lines are uh, a red that goes to the orange, and I thought mm. I like that ready orange with this bright mm-hmm. purple. There's a really nice contrast there. And because I have three yards, like the whole world is open to it. There um, is a cute dress. Have you ever seen uh, patterns on style arc? Um, I just saw this and I, these patterns come from Australia. So I would just sort of try to copy a similar um, style or find a similar style. Um, I believe I think it's called the, you click here where it says Taylor's. Uh, oh, it's called the Amthea, I think dress. Keep going, keep going. going. They have some, oh, these aren't just the dresses, but it's that one. It's very simple. Fitted bodice. Um, Anthea, sorry. Anthea dress. Um, I think that would look really cute. I think that I would not sew something with a super full skirt. Right. Um, but this has just the right amount of Fullness. flair. Yeah, not without like a really, single skirt. Yeah, exactly. I think that would look really cute. And I think something like this, um, I keep th- saying I'm going to take my um, Wixton tank and just um, pin it in and figure out how to make that into a fitted bodice. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then I can attach on. any skirt that I already have a pattern for to make that. Um, the style arc has some very nice fashion forward patterns. They come from Australia and I believe you have to order them from Australia they do do a thing where every month there's a free pattern that you get alongside. So if you order on their site, then you get a free pattern. So people who order from Style Arc just say, wait until a pattern comes up that you want that's the free pattern and then order your patterns and it makes it worth it. Um, but they're, 
there are a lot of really cute silhouettes. And I think the idea is to try to get them quickly to market. They also um, do something interesting, which is you buy patterns that are specifically for your size, Mm. Um, which I've never done. I know other pattern companies, uh, Merchant and Mills will do that as well. So that's sort of like my stocking um, right now. Oh, there's one other thing that I've been thinking about knitting, and this would go along with the theme that um, I'm going to propose for July's um, Uli, which is to do another round of cotton. Mm-hmm. And um, I've worn a couple times uh, the top that I made um, out of Knit One Crochet Two Second Time Cotton. And I can't remember the name of that. It's called like Vortex or some, it's not Vortex. It's uh, it's from a knit scene um, and it's a t-shirt that I knit. I remember that t-shirt. Know? And it just is a little awkward um, in a lot of places. <laughs> it's um, cropped, so I'm always wearing something under it. Um Oh, the shadow. Oh, the um, penumbra tee is what it's called. That's right. The sleeve um, is unfinished and kind of funky. And the neckline is too low. Really, I could deal with actually the rolly sleeve and the short length, but the neckline is low. And so whenever I'm wearing it, whatever I'm underneath, I have to wear something underneath because it's going to get exposed. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, you know, my bra would get exposed. So I've been thinking about taking that apart and knitting a pattern called Togue Pond. And it is a Quince and Company pattern, I believe, for their um, – it's T-O-G-U-E. It looks like a tongue. <laughs> it must be a place. So this is, uh, yes, Pam Allen pattern. And it is a simple, simple tank um, with that – Shorter in the front and longer in the back. Um, and I think I would wear this a lot more. And I could wear it with skirts. I could wear, wear it under, under something. cardigans without so, the sleeve bulk. So I think, and and it's knit for an Aran weight yarn, which is what that uh, knit one crochet two second time cotton is. I think that's what I need to do next. I think something I need like to knit like something shell. that's brightly colored, like some mm-hmm. sort of shell that's brightly colored that you can wear under stuff. So that I don't feel so boring. I think that that is a great way to switch up your wardrobe. Yeah. And something like that is some, I mean, you, I was listening to our last podcast and you were talking about how you haven't been knitting while you're even watching TV. Mm-hmm. But something like this, you could, I could totally do that. You could knit that while you're watching um, TV. And I have all these like seven, 800 yard amounts, At, which I think I could eke out. Yeah, a shell. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. the low yard, the high yardage on this seven sixty is seven sixty for a fifty four inch bust. That's Aaron weight. That's kind of. I mean, that that's like a full sweater for you, right? But for yeah. me, I would probably, right. I would probably knit the smallest size actually, right. mm-hmm. just because um, the smallest size is a thirty three. So I guess is it supposed to be worn with some amount of? That's supposed to have negative, negative ease. So one inch. that's that's exactly the size I would knit. I would just knit the smallest size. So cute. It's cute, right? Yeah. You know, I have been following, do you know Fancy Tiger Crafts in Denver? Have you ever seen their website? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm obsessed with these women. All right. 
And particularly <laughs> one of the owners, Jamie, like she is so amazingly prolific slash I think they both um, Amber is the other owner. I think they both knit and sew a lot. I think Amber might knit more, so her output might be not quite as prolific as Jamie's. But everything that Jamie makes, I'm like, okay, I want that. Okay, I want that. Okay, that too. So if you look, they both did a post at the end of May of all the outfits they wore during Me Made May. And I'm like, that, 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 yes, and that. Um, Everything is just really... Um, and interestingly styled, like Jamie inspired me to tuck in my Wixton tank, which gave, which I wear a lot anyway, particularly the one with the drop cloth uh-huh. um, pattern, but it um, inspired me to um, tuck it into jeans or into a skirt and then made me think, oh, I can make more Wixton tanks and tuck them into something. And that gives me two looks, not just like this kind of untucked casual look. So, um they there've been a couple of really cute knits that I've been inspired, but definitely in the sewing realm, that's um, cute. There are lots of things that I am interested in making. They posted the pictures, but they don't tell you what ev- everything is. You kind of have to hunt around to figure out what everything is. Um, so that's Amber, Blondie, um, and, um, and Jamie has a Gwady. Hair. So I I think that's where I saw Tobe Pond actually the first time was uh Jamie was wearing that. And um so as you can probably hear, there's a lot of sewing still going on in my life. It's not just knitting. <laughs> but I, I will go deep into sewing uh, after we cute. sort of talk a little bit more. Oh oh that's Sorry. what I was saying was tucking in the Wixton. Here's yeah. a picture of her tucking it into a skirt and then made me realize what I need to do is make uh, make some new skirts. And some simple skirts in like in simple color fabric. So I have that and then I can ma- have some sort of like the toad pond to go over a skirt, you know, mm-hmm. or something in bright colors, brightly colored accessories. And um, she's even made the, uh, that's the Endless Summer tunic. Oh, I, yeah, I was just thinking it looks like that. Mm-hmm. And it is that. It is that. <laughs> that's interesting. So... Have you been stocking anything in particular? Not for myself? Um, what have I been thinking about? I just, I'm like looking at my yarn and I'm just trying to figure out like what I should start where I will actually finish it. I was so happy that I actually finished this vest. I mean, like <laughs> it really took me a little you- longer than you would, it would take to knit a hat. And that's exactly what I wanted it to take. <laughs> It's a miracle. And so is it, no, it's seamed up here. So it's bottom mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's bottom up and then you just, and so there's very little that you are knitting flat. Yes. That's, and that's the key, right? That is the key. <laughs> <laughs> like lace is fine. Charts are fine. As long as you can but, just keep uh, going. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the nice thing about the uh, dogwood blanket is that it is knit in the round, yeah. even though it's a flat piece at the at the end. You just kind of keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm just trying to figure out what what's inspiring. I'm not inspired by anything yet. Did I tell you that I met um, Sylvia Harding? No, I was in Verb one day. I just walked in on some random Monday. It must have been sometime in May. 
And Christine's talking to someone and she's like, hi, oh, Nicole, have you met Sylvia Hardy? And I was like, get out of town. And I told her like that I had my what wedding shawl. And she was, it was really sweet. She was really touched by that. Aww. And then um, we exchanged uh, email, uh, PMs on Ravelry. And she was very sweet. Her uh, son lives like near me somewhere. Huh. So um, she will probably be down in the Bay Area more, she said. So, um that was exciting. That is exciting. And in some ways sort of leads into the two publications that we want to talk to, both of which have to do with patterns and lace. Maybe the, uh, the first one we'll talk about is the Mystic Shawls by Anna Dalvey. Um, this is a collection from Cooperative Press of shawls. Let's see. What does it look like? Three. How many shawls? Oops. Oh, a lot. Yeah, um, a lot. Uh, three, six, nine, 10, 11, 15, 14 shawls. 14 shawls. That um, come from her mystic knit-alongs, which were sort of pre-mystery knit-alongs that she um, did. And these are some really elaborate, beautiful shawls. Amazing shawls. And different shapes, too. Um, mm-hmm. There's a number of triangular ones, but there are a couple of stoles and at least one, if not two, Circle. There's some square. I think there's some square shawls. There's some rectangles there. Yeah, Yeah. there's a stole. I think that Mystic Diamonds might be one. And I know another one, because one that I thought looked really pretty ended up being a stole. I was surprised. But um, this is something that that made me think, oh, I should be a more ambitious knitter because look how beautiful (laughs) these are. I mean, when I think about... The Norwegian wood shawl, my wedding shawl, it was so gorgeous and so worth it to spend however long it took me, five weeks of only knitting that right. to come up with something that was so beautiful. But I look at these charts and it is it is intimidating. But if you are the kind of knitter who likes this kind of challenge, this is such this collection is all about you. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's so many charts for the first shawl. Yeah, it's like it's several I love this one, this mystic light. I think really also pretty. it speaks to me because the colors are... It's got a cabled spine. It's a triangular shawl. Mm-hmm. It has and I love like, this OG pattern at the bottom. Yeah, and kind of a leaf pattern along the spine yeah. as well. Um, it's beautiful. There's one that... One of the ones, there's one I think called Mystic Ember. Okay, so that one's a stole. Mystic Meadows is a stole. And... Um, Lots of charts. <laughs> is this one a stole That's too? It's a stole too. Yeah, this one it's is like a, a all-around border. Mystic Earth. It's very beautiful. I, I really like that one. That reminds me of the shawl I knit for Robin. It reminds me of that one too. It's because of that color. Mm-hmm. And the borders yeah. reminds me of that as well. I still can't believe I finished that. I shawl. cannot believe it either. <laughs> it was so big. <laughs> and it was so down to the wire. And it yeah, and it does kind of the same. Interesting. Same pattern structure. Um, Mystic Ice. It's a little hard to see in the pattern. Oh, it's interesting because so for that one, I just noticed. Is that a square? I think it's a giant square. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it could be a square or a triangle. Holy crap. Yeah, and, the, and it's that's and it's it, in the finest yarn. The example is in the finest yarn imaginable. Yeah, that is amazing. Holy crap. That. 
my god. How long would that take? Hmm. I'm sure for some people, not that not long. nearly that as long as look how huge that is. Yeah, that wouldn't that be stunning as a blanket? You knit that in a thicker yarn that would cover you could cover a football field. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not a football field. The circular one is really pretty too, Mystic Star. Which oh. you can also make as a semicircular shawl. That makes me kind of want to cry a little bit how beautiful that is. I like the Mystic Roses one. There it is. Oh, wow. Now, is that a triangle? So this has a spine that looks yes. like, like kind of like triangle. leaves. or right? Yeah, leaves. They go down both sides of the spine. And then the rose pattern. Uh, like a bunch of flower motifs. Yeah, I think that the is leaves called the rose. On the border oh my gosh. With like more flowers at the border. It's pretty. I think it's the mystic ember or mystic fire is the one I'm looking for. Hmm. No, that's still the mystic rose, right? Wow. So that's that's there's lots of great photos in this. So you get a real sense of what they look like, which I think is important with lace to be able to see them in different contexts. Like it's nice to see it on a person. I always want to see something on a person, but to see it laid out so you can really see the lace pattern is important because one, it gives you a sense of how complex it is. And two, is it worth the complexity, right? (laughs) Like, okay, you know what you're getting into. So you don't feel as, Looks like she's also like playing with construction. Like for this, she has Mystic Air, which is another square shawl where you knit the center square first and then pick up um, around for the border. And then the final border is like a knit on mm-hmm. edging. I don't know how I'd feel about having to pick up on lace. I, I wouldn't mind the knit on where you're just picking up one stitch at a time, but. I feel like for me, it's risky to have to pick up a bunch of stitches at once and know that I have the right number of stitches, and especially with On a lace. really thin yarn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even really care for that on sweaters, but I obviously tolerate it. But with lace, I feel like the risk is higher. <laughs> this looks like a very Shetlandy, like every row is something. <laughs> that's, kind of. oh, that's not Mystic Embers, is it? It is. Oh, that is. Maybe that's not the one I'm thinking of then because that scares me. It's beautiful. It is really pretty. It's very it's like a star pattern. These diamonds, it's a stole with three diamonds, and each diamond has a different pattern inside. And then outside the diamonds is this kind of a star pattern. Oh, and the chart is not so. Sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> you could go blind. You would really have to, like, have those bars that you moved every Oh, row. Absolutely. I see and then you might have to have a vertical bar too, Mark. I see how, why these work really well, though, as mystery cows, right? Because yeah. you might not choose to do this knowing the complexity. Confronted but, with like right. five pages of charts. Right, but and so maybe if you were to do this, my recommendation would be to do it as kind of a mystery. Just go one chart at a time until you're done. Like don't even look ahead. Just decide, I want to do this, and I'm just going to pick up the first chart and go and not not see the next part of it. It's 
It's another stole, Mystic Diamonds. Oh, that one's beautiful. I like this one because it seemed like the lace pattern was really big. What is this one called? Mystic, Mystic Desire. Desire. Yes. <laughs> the, uh, it looks like the motif is very large and repeated, so <laughs> I like that. Um. So I, I have to say, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous collection. I I gasped looking through this the other day when uh, when I went through all of these. Um, and so if you are that kind of knitter, this is ooh. There's even a crescent shaped one. It's Mystic a wreath. Mystic Midsummer's wreath. Uh, I would. I think this is the one. Mystic Fire. This is the one I really liked. I think because it seemed accessible to me by looking at it. But it's when I look at the charts, kind of yarn. When I look at the charts, I might feel differently. No, see, that yeah, is my yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, shawl. Yeah, yeah, there's some stockinette. <laughs> it's the same pattern repeated twice. A nice simple bind off. So there's something even for the. There's something like, for everyone. <laughs> uh, but I would, you know, if you are interested, in, if you're into shawls and you know who you are people oh and there's a different version that's a someone made a three section variation so it's more a little more kind of faroese style interesting uh oh, i like that chart that looked very peaceful. this is uh this is, looks doable as well what's this one called this one is um mystic, mystic delight it has some um it's more of like a horizontally oriented triangular shawl mm-hmm. With like she's done it in stripes. There are some ridged stockinette delineation points and a nice border. So we have a copy of Mystic Shawls to give away. I will open a thread on Ravelry um, in our group. Uh, the rules are you need to be a member of our group and. Um, you should post which of these shawls you think you might knit or that you dreamed that someday you could knit. <laughs> you could answer it either way. Um, so leave a comment, one entry per person. And um, uh, let's see, this will probably go up. And if I'm just trying to calculate, let's say I will draw, I'm going to do a big draw of winners for, for three things. So I'll do it on um, that's July 5th, 6th, maybe July sixth, which is Sunday, a few weeks from now. Um, and I'll talk about what else I'm going to draw for, um, in a moment, but so, um, leave a comment. That'll be one thread. Um, and the other book we wanted to talk about was the new stitch dictionary by Wendy Bernard, um, called up, down, all around stitch dictionary. And the concept for this is very cool. And something I think that was really, um, Needed? Kind of needed, yeah, exactly. Uh, so what she did is t- took a number of different um, stitch patterns and she writes them out and in many cases also charts them for flat knitting or circular knitting. And then if it's a directional um, motif, then she tells you how to do it from the bottom up and from the top down. So the first couple chapters, which are rib ribbings and um, and knit pearl patterns are mostly stuff that, you know, you've probably figured out 
Somehow. Somehow, but, but they're f- written flat and in the round. And I find that, you know, flat you probably can find somewhere. But some the, in the round, there are things in the round where I would think, oh, do I... Do I knit like them those in diamonds? Those diamond patterns, like the King Charles brocade, mm-hmm. that would be. Thank God she's charted that for in the round because that would be kind of a hard to figure out, like to make the pattern line mm-hmm. up. And the zigzag ones, yeah. the polka dots. I think that that's helpful um, because it takes some of that counting and um, and charting in your own head how to do that. Yeah, yeah, man, that diamond seed brocade. When I knit that sweater for Sullivan that had that, it uh-huh. was challenging. And I tried okay. to knit a pair of socks with that pattern. Forget it. <laughs> it's so pretty, though. It's really pretty, yeah. but it was a really dark yarn. And I was like, why am I doing this tiny seed stitch on, like, <laughs> dark brown yarn? This makes no sense. Uh-huh. But where it really comes in handy is where there are directional motifs. Like leaves. Like leaves or... Um, we're or coming up to like overlapping scales. Yeah, the overlapping. Leaves. I think it's called overlapping leaves. So that I've also seen this as like called the dragon skin right. pattern. And she in Barbara Walker, I think she writes it top down and bottom up and charts it. So she does a bottom up flat, bottom up in the round, top down flat, and top down in the round. Can you imagine the number of swatches this book <laughs> took? No, just. You know, for some of the motifs, it would be four per motif, right? The and some lotus really leaves. pretty unusual patterns, like the lotus leaves pattern. It's really pretty. Um, and each chapter sort of is based on a theme, much like you would find in the Barbara Walkers or the Harmony Guides. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, you know, chapter for uh, knit pearl, chapter for ribbing, chapter for... Um, these are eyelets. What was the These chapter? are eyelets. Mm-hmm. And um, she did something really lovely, which is each chapter they um, has a color theme. So the eyelet chapter is purple. Um, so you know where you are in the book just by seeing what color the swatches are. And then each chapter wraps up with a pattern. So I believe there are eight chapters, so there are eight patterns. Um, uh, so for the eyelet chapter, for instance, it's this sweet little... Bolero. Cropped bolero. Um, kind of a surplice top, mm-hmm. the tie, large eyelets. Um, there's a great cowl that I like in this book, and I believe that's in the first chapter. Um, it's, yeah, I think this is a, a, an essential addition to anybody who likes stitch dictionaries. I probably don't use them as often as I would just peruse them, but I love looking through stitch dictionaries. Plus, I think that this is good for people who like, who like to kind of do their own thing, you Mm -hmm. know? I think this would be great for anybody who is interested in, well, either custom fit the Mm -hmm. Amy Herzog. So if you can generate um, your custom fit pattern from um, her website and then put in, these motifs and you have the option, you know, from going from, I know those are written, I believe from the bottom up, she gives you some top down options, but then, or anybody who likes to sort of wing it and cast on stitches to do a top down in the round raglan or contiguous sweater, you just throw in some, some, you know, stitch patterning. And this is really here cute. It is. The, this, the, <clears throat> the cabled pattern is this Royal cabled vest, which is really pretty. 
It's not all over cabled. It has a central panel that splits at the neckline. Mm-hmm. It's really pretty. Yeah, and if I'm just thinking, you we were talking about knitting um, sort of shells. Shells. I feel like that would be a great one because you could wear that with with something under it, mm-hmm. or really with that, depending on the yarn. Right. You could that could be what you wear, and you do it in a nice like a, a radiant orchid or something. <laughs> Some bright color, some distinctive color. This is also in a finer yarn. Is this a finer yarn? The yarn you picked up, the yeah, it's a fiber space. Sport. It's a sport weight. It's a sport. There you go. That would be gorgeous, actually, with that that it's shine. Take up too much yarn, though. Um, I'm always looking at these things and thinking, "Wow, that's like three inches too long for me." But that's good. It's something I know about all patterns. So uh, we also have a copy of this book. Um, so the um, the Anna Dalvi is an ebook. This is an actual physical book that um, will get sent to you. Um, oh, look at that! The tilted blocks in the round. Does that also? And I guess it doesn't need a, a top down. It would be the same top down. I love tilted blocks. It reminds me of that tilted blocks scarf style pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something just it's very uh, whimsical about it. So. Um, Again, I will start a thread in Ravelry that I will draw a winner on July 6th. Um, so post in there if you're interested in a copy of uh, Up, Down, All Around and Stitch, Stitch Dictionary. It's um, Actually, it's a, a spiral-bound book, so you open it up and it's all there for you. Um, and um, let us know how you would use this kind of Stitch, stitch Dictionary. Is it... Uh, reading for pleasure or do you like to do this kind of uh, design in the uh, spur of the moment? Also for shawls, I would think you could do, it would be useful for directional shawls. That's really cute. The sweater for the the mesh chapter is a checkerboard mesh pullover. That is adorable. It's really cute. The boat neck raglan. Yeah. So then the last giveaway on July 7th will be for the Uli Quarter 2 Challenge. That thing you always meant to knit. Well, that's or just, no, that's just that's for this thing. month. <laughs> but um, you know, anything that you knit from April 1st to June 30th, mm-hmm. um, one post per person. You must be a member of our group. And uh, part of the prize will be this beautiful skein of Western Sky Knits Lux Sock Yarn in Katza that I got from Kim when we were at uh, Stitches. And you will get some pattern book. And I think I'm going to – I'm back. I'm able to sew another bag. <laughs> so uh, I will. you will get a little uh, knitting project bag as Yay. well. So. Uh, again, so that is in the Uli quarter two FO thread. Please only post once, um, and I will also draw those on uh, July 6th. So, whew, I had more to say than I thought. I was going to do a little update on my sewing, and I'll make it very brief. I'll just talk about the last two things that I sewed. Mm-hmm. One is a pair of elastic waist pants, and um, I made sort of a – it's, I would say these are my wearable muslin. I got uh, some fabric at Broken Things, the D- East Bay Depot for creative reuse. Um, that turned out, it, I could tell it was a rayon, and then I was looking up different kinds of rayon. Mm-hmm. And there's something called rayon linen, and I believe that's what this is. So it looks like a linen weave, but it's a rayon fabric. And I'd seen a pair of pants on Pinterest with mm-hmm. these crazy deep pockets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're amazing. <laughs> and I... Um, 
I made myself a pair out of using a pattern from Simple Modern Sewing, one of the Japanese pattern books that has uh-huh. been translated into English. And it's just for a pair of pull-on pants. I made a critical rookie mistake, which was I forgot to include seam allowance, mm. which you have to do with the Japanese patterns. You have to add the seam allowance. So they still fit. They're fine. They're totally wearable. But the backside is a little uh, less roomy than intended, like the original intention of the pant. And the pockets are really long. They like, are really long. I made them very long. I had to. I had to scale for my height. Um, so I'm making a second pair out of a remnant of brown linen that I got at Stone Mountain and Daughters. I think it's like just over a yard. And I'm doing what the Japanese pattern book suggested, which is to cut out the pieces perpendicular to the selvage and use the selvage edge as the hem line. Mm-hmm. And um, and I made the pockets a little less long. Um, I added the seam allowance, so hopefully it will hit me more at the natural waist and the pockets will be a little more reasonably sized. One of the problems with how long I made them is to actually put my hand in the pockets. You can see where my hand is in this photograph. That's where my hand should hit and the pocket doesn't even go as high right. to, yeah. to capture my hand. Right. right. So I'm making a second pair of that. And then I made a dress also started from a base from that same book. Um, they have a pattern called the boat net jumper uh-huh. and it um, has a crossover top, kind of like a kid's onesie. Mm-hmm. And it's an A-line dress, and I was inspired by a couple of dresses I had seen online. And I originally started it out with an A-line top that I then cropped and then attached a dirndl-style skirt to. Mm-hmm. But the A-line was too wide for me. It was super billowy. So mm-hmm. I brought it in at the waist about four inches. Mm-hmm. And I'd say I could probably bring it in another four inches, and I'd still be able to pull it over my head. So right now I'd say the waistline is about a 40. And so I think if I brought it in, so the waist was a 36, it would still be able to go over my head, uh-huh. but, and have a lot of room and maybe it's 38 and that would bring it to a 34. So, um, Adrian photo bombing me, but, um, I really like it. This is another remnant I got at East Bay Depot. It is, um, I made it with like a, a real boat necky top. I think the next version I'll have a lower front mm-hmm. and, um, I can wear it open and it's very casual. It has big, nice big pockets. I I I belted it. I actually made a little belt. I had some canvas webbing Mm -hmm. and I just, and I had some findings for like a a loop belt Mm -hmm. and I just sewed the loops in and put it on and ta-da, I had a belt in in three minutes. Yay! So I'm pleased with that. Excellent. And I have a long list of what's up next, but I won't go into that. I do. Um, I did want to say that I um, I fell victim to the first Friday fabric sale at uh-huh. Herb because they were having a, a four for three. So you buy three yards, get the fourth yard free. So I bought some pretty fantastic fabrics. What did you get? I got two yards of a bolt end from a designer uh, design company called um, Feral Child uh-huh. um, of this abstract print that I think I'm going to use to make a um, endless summer tank. And then I bought another one of their fabrics, uh, Feral Child fabrics, a yard of it that's a little bit wider. So I'm hoping to get some sort of tank or drapey shirt out of it that is um, a cotty, a woven that's like a natural and then like an indigo dyed thread. And something from another company that is a magenta and white cotty woven. It's stunning. It's very um, magenta. It's very vivid or 
radiant orchid. <laughs> Apparently it was in my brain, radiant orchid. So, um, and um, Verb is coming out with their second pattern, maybe today. Today is June 15th. It's supposed to be, they said they were going to release it today, but I have not uh, checked to see. I think this new, uh, this new top is totally Jenny. It's not up there yet. It's a Batwing style shirt. Very like, oh, there it is. The Uptown top. Ooh. So, and you can make the, so there's some variations of it, but the, you can make it with, um, so it has the bat wing. You can make mm-hmm. it with longer sleeves, shorter mm-hmm. sleeves. I think you could probably make it like almost a cap sleeve as well. Right. I haven't really been into buying the patterns that you have to download and tape together, but right. I might for this one, cause it's $9 to buy it online. And, um, I feel like this would be such a simple thing to, to pull together. Right. Um, anyway, it is, they, they definitely are catering to a particular style. And I think a number of the people who listen to this podcast who also sew can identify with the style. So I would highly recommend, you know, just looking it's kind up of a, like the sewing of equivalent their, of cocoa knits. It really is. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So people who like Julie's style would, I think really like theirs. So both the endless summer tunic and, um, and this uptown top. Very wearable, very comfortable, mm-hmm. very flattering. And more modern looking. And I think both of them are intended for wovens, mm-hmm. but would uh, Christine has made the endless summer tank tunic in, um, in a knit. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think that that uptown top could be made in a knit yeah. and be really flattering. Oh yeah, definitely. And definitely. a silk, any number of fabrics. So that's the short version of sewing. I could go on. <laughs> <laughs> so we have three contests going. Um, that wrap up in a few weeks enter to win and uh, it was great talking to you you too we'll talk to you all soon